the flavor experts at Wingstop hook you up with mouth-watering wings, crispy tenders and thighs, fries and sides delivered to your door. You can always cook tomorrow. That's why the fridge was invented. Get it delivered at Wingstop.com. Order online now from the new Wingstop located at 5001 O Street. This is Lincoln's home for sports talk on the FM dial. Also online at theticketfm.com. On the internet. KNTK FM Firth, 93.7 The Ticket. This is the happy hour. You guys going to happy hour? Live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Yeah, I'll, maybe, I'll come for a couple. Here are your hosts, Nick Sainert. I want to know what it's like to commit a crime without having to spend time in jail. And Enrique Alvarez Cleary. C is for chunk. A 93.7 a ticket and the ticketfm.com. Welcome in. Happy Friday. This is the happy hour, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Nick Sainert and Enrique Alvarez-Clary are with you today. Hello, Rico. Hello. How's it going? It's going good. How do we follow that? <laughs> I don't know. Um, fantastic interview with VJ and Tommy Frazier. If you didn't hear Two it. Two and a half hours. Once it gets podcasted, listen to it. Yeah, it'll be podcasted by 3.30. It'll be up by 3.30. Will it? I can guarantee you that. All right. As long as there are no other technical difficulties. <laughs> um, as always, 402-464-5685. Honda Lincoln Hotline. Sarter Heyman Text Line. Both those open for you the entire hour. We're going to need you guys big time, especially in the second segment. It's Friday, so that means it's the tip jar day. Um, we have made a rejoin. We have made all this. So it's it's official thing. We're doing it every Friday at 2.30, barring anything crazy happening, whether it's Oscar football announcement, um, something like that. We'll, we'll dive into it and worry about and cross that bridge when it comes. Uh, so please, 402-464-5685. Feel free to chime in the show all hour long, as well as the Sarter Heyman Jewelers video stream, Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube. And then you can find us on Twitter, Nick underscore Sainer, and at Radio Rico AC. Alexa, play yeah, 93.7 The Ticket. Thank you, Rico. So uh, we uh, get this on the text line about Wordle. Wordle is something I posted it again today. I, I solved it, I believe, in my third try, fourth try. Look at you. Oh, so not your first try like you did not yesterday? Not my first try. That was mm. completely authentic as off. well. Yep. Totally not cheating. I wasn't. But I was pretty proud of it. So let me know if you've uh, let us know. I should say that. If you have achieved Wordle, um, today's Wordle. And give me a hint. Yeah, Rick, have you not, have you I not even, got it? I haven't even opened it up. Give me All a right. hint for for the Wordle of the day. I think, let us know if you've solved it. I think for my Wordle, it's going to be, I will not post it every day. I don't want to be that kind of person. But the first two days, here I am. Only post it if you get it within three tries. All right. I suppose we can do that. Uh, once again, 402-464-5685. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us on a Friday um, pretty pumped for the weekend. Just a little bit of uh, programming announcement for tomorrow. So no high school basketball tonight. We were planning on doing Blair at Norris. Um, unfortunately, with snow coming or, or expected to come, they canceled that game. Uh, Blair, you know, had to travel all the way down to Norris. So that's a pretty far drive for them. Just so no, distance. so no high school games tonight. But tomorrow we'll have the high school show at 9 a.m. Then we'll also stay on the air from 10 to 11. 
Then we will have two high school games tomorrow. At 2.30, we have Millard North and Lincoln Northeast. Girls basketball at 2.30. Then at 5.30, Creighton Commit, Jason Green, and Miller North come to town, play Lincoln Northeast, who has that one loss on the season, and uh, we'll, you'll hear that one right on the ticket. Who's going to win? We'll find out tomorrow night. So that's a little bit of program for tomorrow. Uh, but don't forget, tonight we'll still have the Husker basketball postgame show after they play Purdue. I think the mentality is keep it close. We'll see if what Trey McGowan's status is. Yesterday, Fred Hoiberg said they're still unsure as of yesterday afternoon whether or not Trey McGowan's was going to find time. Mm-hmm. So we'll kind of see how that unfolds. But he did get cleared, yeah. so he he can play. But coming back from a broken foot and not playing in, what, a month and a half, two months almost, mm-hmm. um, would take a lot out of anybody. <laughs> so getting back yeah. on the court right away might be an issue. I, I don't think we're going to see him play today i think they hold him out one more game they get a full couple days of practice and then throw him out there for the next game yeah it'll be something to watch for for sure uh we get this on the text line from you get 500 curter points which is also named drew uh i haven't heard that in a while but um chubba announcement coming soon then he links it to nicks from muchachos twitter i did see that tweet listen chubba is in town i saw a couple hours ago his parents posted on twitter Hey, coming to Lincoln, the flights, le- their, their mid-flight or whatever. Um, so they are, once again. <laughs> if they get stuck in Lincoln for a snowstorm, is that is that good or is that bad? We'll see. But no, Chubb announcement, we'll, we'll see if that unfolds. We'll worry about that when it happens. Look, man, I'm telling you, if you're coming from Florida State and you go to Nebraska and there's a snowstorm on your visit, I don't know. It might be a little bit of a shock. Is it supposed He's from to be, Arizona. Is it supposed to be bad? Like, I, I heard last night it was one to three or four inches in Lincoln. I knew it's supposed to be mm-hmm. bad, worse than Omaha. Is it but we're not in to Omaha. Be, is it supposed to be bad here? It's not supposed to be good, but I don't think it'll be. Ta- it won't be what happened last year. <laughs> that I could put it. I could put it that way. Do you do you remember? Maybe you don't, Rico, because I don't think you were here. But so it was obviously in January. So it was a couple months after I started as an intern. So I was here like three months, mm-hmm. maybe started November, December. So I've been here about a, a little over a month and a half. Okay. And that snowstorm hit. Yep. Well, I got, I came in because I did not, I was like, okay, yeah, no, no, nobody's texting me that work's not here. So <laughs> I'm coming in and it was just me just hanging out with, with DP. And I, I, I can't remember if Tom was here, but that was the first day I did the blog jog and first day I did mm. all this stuff. And I was, I thought I, think I worked from thing. home that day. I'm sure you did. I think I did. So got my front of the station duties done. There was a time uh, there's somebody on the board for, with Curter points because I was here. I was the only one here during a snowstorm mm-hmm. um, because Happer was driving in from Omaha. Schaefer was somewhere. I don't remember where he was, but he he just like a uh, video called in or yeah. whatever. Uh, so I was just running the board by myself and I, w- I was doing everything by myself. And uh, it got so bad that my car was almost buried in the parking lot. So we're on the air and I'm just like, look, if anybody can stop I, down I here this. and clear this <laughs> out and, and help me get out of here, that would be awesome. And luckily somebody came down, cleared the parking lot, and I barely got it, home because the a, roads were awful. Yeah, it was a thing on Twitter, too. Yep. I, I remember this because it was like uh, get Rico home or yep. something. Hashtag hashtag um, get Rico. home. I, I also remember when Schaefer walked to the station and he comes looking just, at just look, just drenched or full and, and packed with snow. On on his jacket and stuff. I remember that as well. Yeah, but I got home barely. The roads were awful because the the clearing of roads in Lincoln is not great. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, hashtag get Rico home. I'm yeah. gonna look that hashtag up. I'm gonna see if, what what happened. 
once again, um, okay, so we get a name change here. We're going to change his name to Drew Carr now that Carter points are worthless. They're not necessarily worthless, man. It's just, you know, they're, uh, you know, just indefinite, I guess. They're not active um, right now at, you can at, still, at the ticket. As I've said before, you can still use them at the last blockbuster. <laughs> if you go and, and tell them about it, they might not accept it, but <laughs> I say know. you can. They won't know what you're talking about. I so. say you can. Um, all right, we'll get to the rest of your text here momentarily. I, I want to talk before we get to the tip jar. Rico, I want to talk about the Husker women's basketball game last night. Okay. Did you watch it? I did. Um, Immediate takeaways. I don't. I didn't watch all of it. Oh, okay. Because at one point, I don't know what happened. I think KJ pooped. I had to change the diaper. <laughs> yeah, that's there you go. There's Rico's recap right there. Um, There's a lot of kids doing some things last night. It was crazy. Maybe that's a tip jar thing. Discussion. <laughs> all right. So Husker women's basketball real quickly before we get to the rest of your texts. Um, last night. There's a couple positives. There's a couple negatives you can take out of it. Let's let's go ahead and start with the negatives here. Um, 402-464-5685. Feel free to send in your thoughts on uh, Amy Williams' squad as they fall 72-65 to last night at number six, Indiana. Are, are we crossing this point where more people are paying attention to the women's games or care more about the women's games than the men's games this mm. season? Yeah, because yeah. I feel like we're we're very close, especially after this the stretch that they've been in against number eight Michigan, number twenty two Iowa, and number six Indiana. And now they're going to follow that up with a number twenty two Indiana, or excuse me, number twenty two Iowa. Not as well. They're not ranked. They anymore. fell out of the rankings because they, they lost to IUPUI or something like that before they faced Nebraska, so they dropped out of the rankings. Uh, they might be ranked by Sunday, but I doubt it. So we'll see. I'm curious to what your guys' thoughts there, but let's let's look at last night kind of in its own own thing. Negatives for Nebraska: they had 19 turnovers. They shot poorly from from deep once again for the second game in a row. Um, they had Sam Hybe got banged up with a shoulder injury, Holy and then okay. you kind of wonder what Bella Cravens would have given you last night, right? It must have been a bad rolled ankle because mm-hmm. three games. Yeah, it's definitely something to something to watch for the rest of the the weekend, I mm-hmm. suppose, since they play on Sunday. Um, so let's, let's move to the positives because I feel like there are a lot of positives that you can take out oh, yeah. of last night's loss. And, and, and I kind of talked about this with big sky last night on the post game show. If you were listening to that when I called in, um, but if not, we are having a Husker women's basketball post game show now. So make sure you check that out for an hour after the uh, final, final horn there. But okay. So the positives, Right off the bat, one thing I noticed last night, young players, once again, being able to be relied on. Stepping up and stepping in and and being able to fill some holes that Nebraska has. It's really impressive to see um, the the younger, the freshmen and some of the you know sophomores, just the younger players step up for this Husker team and and give them some some solid minutes. And, and here's why. So, I mean, Allison Widener played in a bigger role last night. I, I kind of mentioned on Monday after we saw her play out in against Iowa on Sunday on Monday, I kind of mentioned she played a big role on Sunday. She played some crucial minutes, not necessarily scoring a ton, but somebody that came off the bench and played strong for Amy Williams, Alexis Markowski. She's averaging 17 points per game over her last three games, a legitimate post presence, which those last three games I'll mention again at the time it was number eight, Michigan Mm -hmm. at the time. At the time, it was number 22, Iowa, and last night against Indiana on the road. And once again, on in this four-game stretch, 
you're playing three teams since they play Iowa second time on Sunday. You're playing three teams that all made it to the Sweet 16 or farther last year. Indiana was an Elite Eight team in last year's tournament. And when you look up and down this roster for Nebraska, um, there is one senior that's listed as a as a as a senior. This is for sure her last year, and that's Michael Caton. Sam Hybe's a junior. Is is he born as a sophomore? Obviously, Markowski is a freshman. Widener's a freshman. Kendall Moriarty's a freshman. On uh, Ani Stewart, fresh or uh, freshman or sophomore? I can't. Stewart's a sophomore. Stewart's a sophomore. Um, and then you have Bella Cravens, sophomore or junior. Can't remember which one. Either way. There's a lot to be excited for, not only the rest of the season, but for seasons to come. Because then, if you look at their recruiting class, they got two Gatorade Players of the Year. One of those is doubling in volleyball, Maggie mm-hmm. Mendelson, six four, mm-hmm. six three. So there's a lot to be excited about the future of what Amy Williams, Chuck Love, Tom Gale, and uh, the rest of the coaches are are building at Nebraska. Yo, and you- last night was without Bella Cravens. Yeah, again. Get- I just thought about this. Can you think of a post presence with Alexis Markowski and uh, Mendelssohn? A six four and six three, just down there dominating. Mm-hmm. That sounds it's, fun. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch. Alexis Markowski, like I said, seventeen points per game over the last three games against Iowa, Michigan, and Indiana. Jazz Shelley last night, one negative. She only took two shots from three. Mm-hmm. Um, she was only one of two from deep. So maybe that's something that you would like to see more of is her perimeter shooting. However. She scored in double figures for her eleventh, the eleventh time this season in sixteen games, and fourth time in the last five games. And so she's the team's leading scorer. She went in last night, averaging thirteen point seven points per game. That went up obviously because she scored fifteen, I believe, last night. So that went up a little bit. Mm-hmm. But talk about that immediate impact, right? Immediate impact. And you look down up and down this roster, and it's Jazz Shelley, it's Alexis Markowski. Um, the immediate impact the nights that Ashley Scoggin, who's one of the nation's best shooters mm-hmm. isn't necessarily on on point if, or on fire she did take a deep three at one point yes and it was, she made it it was very impressive so there, there's a lot to be excited about that's the whole theme right right here I mean, it's it's a good thing that you have Jazz Shelley because she can be your secondary ball handler and if Sam Hybe you know hopefully not uh, has to miss an extended period of time or or can't play as much in these next couple of games due to her shoulder injury. You have Jazz Shelley who can run the offense, who is a more than a willing passer. And, and on, on her taking only two threes, that could be an effort where maybe she was just trying to get to the paint more or just the way that they were defending her. She realized she couldn't take the threes. So she was, you know, trying to create for other people or just, you know, because it, it's good that she's not forcing any threes. Mm-hmm. So she's just going to take the ones that benefit her and benefit the team, which is which is something that you really love to see, especially in a star player. Well, and and after um, I, we've talked about this again and, and we'll say it many more times, like Jazz Shelley, they all the effort. The fight last night, they were down 17 at one point and they got it down to within three or within four at got it to three points mm-hmm. with 25 seconds left in the game there that it's the fight that when they miss a shot on offense, they don't let that uh, allow that to affect their defensive intensity. Well, they're going for the board also yeah. and, and from nowhere. That's that's the effort, right? When you're not involved in the play at all, you're still crashing the glass. And then once again, we talked about the schedule and I just mentioned that, you know, these three teams that they're playing over the course of four games all went to the Sweet 16 or further farther last year after Sunday against Iowa. Once again, it lightens up. 
You come back home, you have Rutgers, then you travel to Illinois, I believe, then it's Wisconsin. So it lightens up. And those all those teams are around 500 or below 500. So even if Nebraska, worst case scenario now, ends the stretch one and four in the Big Ten, and with losses to Michigan State, Iowa twice, and Indiana, but a win against, at the time, number eight Michigan, currently number 11 Michigan, mm-hmm. you're still okay with it because then you have three very winnable games, games that you have confidence going into against four. Rutgers, Wisconsin, Illinois. Rutgers, Illinois, Wisconsin. Yes. Yes, at Illinois, home against Rutgers and Wisconsin. And then you have Purdue, who I don't believe is a very good team also. So it's it's four winnable games for the Nebraska women's program. And I hate saying winnable games because of, of recent oh, history and everything. But no, I said it too. It's all good. <laughs> so there's there's definitely stuff to to look forward to, and and we'll see how uh, Amy Williams and and the squad plays the rest of the way. I'm excited out. for the February sixth matchup at Maryland. Well, then Indiana comes to town later on February fourteenth. So, um, definitely definitely keep your eyes on there. All right, let's let's talk about Nebraska men's basketball. Let's switch sides. Nebraska men's basketball. They play Purdue tonight. How, how much confidence? According to the ESPN FPI predictor, Nebraska has a 2.6% chance to win this game. That's a chance. R- Rico, what's the goal tonight? Is it, finding, like, obvious... is it finding effort throughout the whole 40 minutes? Mm-hmm. Or is it just do whatever you can to keep it close? Like, obviously, the goal is to win. But I know you. you I know what you mean. Yeah. Um. So, I think they're going to try and keep it closer than what people are predicting. Like, if you can keep it within... 12 points against a Purdue team that is shooting the lights out. My yeah. like they they do not miss. I think they're shooting around 50 some percent as a team from the field. Like there is like 40 something maybe, but it's still very impressive as a team. Uh they're shooting around somewhere in the 70s from free throw percentage and their three point percentage is also off the charts. This team is an amazing shooting team and oh by the way, they have a 7 foot 3, 7 foot 4 guy in the paint to stop you from getting any easy paint buckets. So with the way that this Purdue team plays and how fast they want to run, Nebraska is going to have to slow it down, play at their pace, play their game. Don't don't start running with Purdue because if you start running, you could find yourself down really fast. So if you slow it down, play at your pace, and limit Purdue's touches, I think you can keep this game close. If you can get some Purdue players in foul trouble, some of their bigger names, uh, you have a better chance. But that's always a chance that you're taking, you know, driving in there and trying to get some fouls drawn because it could end terribly for you. Here's a couple of the numbers officially. Like Rico said, they're shooting really, really hot right now. They're third best in the country um, at three-point shooting, shooting over 40%. Ninth best inside the three-point arc at nearly 60%. 60% as a team from the field. I know uh, their seven-footer shooting 70%. Yeah, field goal. it's wild. Um, Once again, Derek Walker, hey, man, go play Superman. For for the ninth game in a it's row, gonna or be, it's gonna be it's gonna be rough because you don't want to double team, so you're gonna leave him on an island. But the yep. dude's seven foot three or whatever, so he can just turn around, hit him with the hook, and and DP said he likes to go to his his left shoulder more. So if they can force him right, maybe they have a chance. But with a single defender on him, because if you double, like you just said, they well, shoot the lights out from three as well. Just, I mean, look back at Ohio State. What happened there with Farnham? I believe mm-hmm. his name, his last name's Farnham or Barnum. 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 Uh, with Barnum is the freshman went lights out because they had to keep doubling uh, Zed Key or Liddell. Uh, Liddell down low, and that's just what happens when you have a when you have a balanced team. That's what Nebraska's tried to get to um, so often as a team that just shoots well from 
from every every spot on the court. But you also got to try are. and keep the crowd out of it because that place gets Mackey. loud. Yeah. So a couple more numbers here on the defense. Um, this comes from Hammer and Rails. It's the Purdue, I believe, their SB Nation website. So Purdue has two disappointing losses because their defense. Um, thirty-eight percent of opposing teams' points are from three-point range. So once again, same story, different day, right? If Nebraska can can get good looks from deep and they can make the extra pass, do the little things, get out in transition, and, and maybe hit a trail or three, things like that can keep this one close, not necessarily win it, but keep it close, mm-hmm. which can build confidence or at least maintain a certain amount of confidence when you can look back at this. And and this is sad to say, and as I'm, as this sentence is coming out of my mouth, I'm realizing how (laughs) sad and depressing it is to say, but you can look away from this after, after tonight's game and say, all right, Nebraska, we lost to number three, Purdue at Purdue at Mackey arena by less than 10. That would be something that a, a positive that you can take away. You kept it close for a full 40 minutes, not just the first half, because at some point you mm-hmm. got to put two quality halves together um, and they have yet to do it on a consistent basis. Because it's, it's it would be hard if you had a bad first half and tried to come back in the second half because you're going to expend a lot of energy mm-hmm. getting those points back and then come to come to the end of the game. You're going to be gassed and that's what Purdue is going to take advantage because they run 10 deep on their on their uh, rotation. So they're going to have fresh legs a lot of the time. Well, and something from Nebraska is Keon Edwards, right? Trevor Lakes is now out for this indefinitely mm-hmm. uh, for an extended period of time with a shoulder rehab injury. And so he is no longer available right now. So now it's back to Keon Edwards. Keon where, back another where was he was starting at some point, not playing starter minutes, but was uh, found himself having opportunities, didn't make much of them. Now we see what happens as he's given another opportunity um, in a hostile environment. Um, as Purdue plays Nebraska. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, it's time for the tip jar. Send in your text, 402-464-5685. You can tweet at us, Nick underscore Sainert, and at Radio Rico AC. We'll get to all those and more coming up on the happy hour. Follow Nick and Enrique on Twitter at Nick underscore Sainert and at Radio Rico AC. More of happy hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. 